Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. It is training camp Eve, and as we have started off pretty much every episode of our training camp preview, I have more news and notes from the league and the players' negotiations that will impact training camp and the 2020 season going forward. And one of those recent updates and recent announcements led directly to the Titans making some major roster moves and cutting six players over the weekend. So I will give you all of those updates and let you know which players got cut before they even saw Titans training camp. And speaking of Titans training camp, as part of our Titans training camp preview, we have been doing our Clash of the Titans roster roll battle series. And make sure if you missed any previous episode of our training camp preview that you go back and check those out and subscribe to the Locked on Titans podcast on Apple Podcast, follow on Spotify or whatever platform that you do stream so you don't miss any of the content that I will be putting out Monday through Friday throughout the rest of the season. But we started off with the backup quarterback role, then went to the fourth wide receiver role, then moved into the starting right tackle role, flipped the defense and did the third interior defensive lineman, the secondary edge. And today we will dive into what might be the most argued about role on the Titans roster throughout the offseason. That is the slot cornerback role. So as I have done, I will give you a duh, a maybe, and a WTF option at that role. And as a bonus, we will round out today's show looking at another role on the team, and that is the kicker position. So really excited to go over all of the options there with you as well. So a big show today on Training Camp Eve on the Locked on Titans podcast. We got more updates from the negotiations. We got cuts from the Titans over the weekend. The slot cornerback role is up for grabs and watch out for the kicker spot. Let's get it. developments took place over the weekend as the Players Association and the NFL came to an agreement on how the 2020 preseason training camp and season will ultimately work in terms of economics, the roster sizes, how opt-outs were worked. Many things were decided and agreed upon. And the number one thing that had to get ironed out all along was the economics. And ultimately, the league and the players agreed to smooth out any revenue loss on the salary cap over the next four seasons. And they did agree to a minimum of $175 million as the salary cap in 2021 and no change to the salary cap this year. Also, they made it official that there would not be any preseason games this year. They also announced a stipend for players if they do indeed decide to opt out either as a high-risk opt-out or as a voluntary opt-out with a $350,000 stipend going for high-risk and $150,000 going for a voluntary. We also saw it made official that the practice squad this year will go up from the 12. It was already coming up from 10 last year to 12 this year, but will be bumped up even higher to 16. 
Also, there had been rumors that NFL teams would look to go into training camp with only 80 players on their roster, less than the typical 90, but the NFL made it so that you can start with 90 on your roster, but rosters must be cut down to 80 by August the 16th. And because of that, the Tennessee Titans decided to cut six players to get a head start on trimming down their roster before the August 16th deadline, and we will talk about who those players were. The last updates that rounded out all of the news we got from the end of the negotiations were that injury reserves are going to be unlimited this year based on the uncertainty of how many players can get COVID at one time, what rosters might look like just to deal with that uncertainty. The NFL and the players have made the injured reserve list unlimited and players can flow back and forth between your practice squad and onto your regular roster and not have to go through waivers if you have to put them back on your practice squad so that you can easily transfer players back and forth, which obviously seems like a smart move based on the uncertainty that the NFL will be facing heading into the season. So now that everything is agreed to between the players and the league, we will head into training camp. Most veterans will report around the league tomorrow, July the 28th, and when they get there, we know what training camp will look like now as the NFL Players Association has announced. The first four days will be COVID-19 testing for players and virtual meetings while they wait on test results. That's something that we had known prior as the rookies had started arriving a little bit early with the quarterbacks and players rehabbing from injury. Then on August the 1st and 2nd, we will have physicals that will take place and equipment related issues will be resolved. And then there will be an acclimation period where players really focus on strength and conditioning. They'll have weight room sessions, on-field conditioning sessions, all in small groups, and do a little bit of on-field work, but subject to certain rules. Then you'll have the gradual ramp-up period from August the 12th to August the 16th, while they'll have on-field workouts, and eventually you get into the contact period from August 17th to September the 6th, when players will finally start to put the pads on and do some actual football activities to get ready for the season, but one of those big updates was rosters being cut from 90 to 80 by August the 16th, and the Titans got a head start on that process, cutting six players over the weekend, and those players were defensive lineman Amani Bledsoe, who spent some time with the team last year, linebacker Nigel Harris, who bounced back and forth from the Titans practice squad, tight end Cole Herdman, receiver Trevion Thompson, also guard Zach Karen and running back Sean Wilson. The Titans are now down to 81 players heading into training camp, and there are two kickers heading into training camp with the Titans undrafted free agent Tucker McCann and Greg Joseph, who played for the Titans last season. Whichever one of those kickers wins the job is the obvious answer of the next person to be cut to get the Titans down to the 80-player deadline. One thing, in my opinion, that's most interesting about the cuts that we saw from the Titans over the weekend is none of them were undrafted free agents. All of them were uh, veterans that the Titans had already gotten a look at in some form or fashion, whether it be on their own time or through a practice squad or on another team. So the Titans had knowledge of those players and decided to cut them. What that tells me instantly is that the Titans never really had intentions of those players making the team that they 
were just camp bodies and those were easy cuts for the Titans to make because they knew that they were veterans. They'd already seen what they needed to see and knew that they weren't going to make the roster. So that has to keep hope alive for some of those undrafted free agents that could get an opportunity at some positions of need that the Titans have like wide receiver and edge rusher and interior defensive line. But we are going to jump into the last day of our Clash of the Titans roster roll series. Cap things off looking at the often argued slot corner position and finishing off with the kicker position. I will give you a duh, a maybe, and a WTF option at both spots. Before we do, I want to tell you guys about Rock auto.com. So you could go to a car dealership, you could go to a chain store, and you're going to pay a much more expensive price than you're going to get from shopping online at rockauto.com. Some places like those chain stores will actually even give you a different price if you're a professional mechanic or if you're a do-it-yourself or you're never going to have that happen to you at rockauto.com. Also, you go into a store, you're limited by what they actually have in stock. You order from rockauto.com. You never have to leave your house. You never have to deal with any rude or disrespectful or just annoying countermen at any of these places. You can do everything from your phone or your computer. It gets delivered directly to you. You know that you got the best price. You didn't have to get treated differently based on whether you're a pro or just somebody doing the work at home. You learn a little bit more about your car by browsing through all of the different selections, the specifications that they have available. Everything is available to you right in front of you. And all you have to do is go to rockauto.com. Check out everything that they have to offer from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps. They even have motor oil and new carpet. So they have everything that you need for your classic or your daily. So just a few easy clicks gets everything delivered directly to your door. It's easy to navigate their site. You can see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the exact brand, specifications, and prices that you actually prefer. Best of all, like I mentioned, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for everyone. So why spend twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box. When you make a purchase, there is a box that says how did you hear about us right locked on in that box so they know that I sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Let's continue our training camp preview and step into another clash of the Titans roster role battle. We looked at backup quarterback last week. We also looked at the fourth wide receiver role, looked at the starting right tackle role, looked at the third interior defensive lineman role, the secondary edge. And today we are going to look at the slot cornerback position and the kicker position. And we are going to start with that polarizing slot cornerback position. It's been a heavy question for Titans personnel, including head coach Mike Vrabel and general manager John Robinson. Even some of the players like Adoree Jackson and Christian Fulton have been asked about that slot 
position. So it's something that people have been keeping an eye on. And I did a major tape study throughout the last few weeks, taking a look at the three major candidates for the Titans that could potentially man that slot cornerback role and my answer at the end may surprise you as to who I think should take over that role after training camp into the regular season but let's take a different approach here to this roster role battle series than we have before I'm going to give you all of the options up front and then go through each of them. The duh option has to be a Dory Jackson. The thing about these three options, they have very little or none in terms of NFL slot experience. So we will start with a Dory Jackson as the duh option because some is better than none. And although, according to playerprofiler.com, a Dory Jackson has only spent about roughly 7% of his snaps in the slot, that is still some experience. When you look at the maybe option, which is second round pick Christian Fulton, that is someone who, despite having a little bit of slot experience in college, has never played slot in the NFL. And then you want to look at the WTF option, and that will be safety Amani Hooker in his second year with the Titans, who had a ton of experience in the slot as a safety and a slot cornerback in college, but has had very little to none in the NFL as a primary slot corner. He played a little bit of third safety for the Titans last year, year which had him do some slot cornerback things at times but I wouldn't really call it real tangible experience in the slot for Amani Hooker so you're looking at the duh option of a Dory Jackson the maybe option of Christian Fulton and then the WTF option of Amani Hooker and let's talk about all of the different ups and downs that you're going to see from these players with a Dory so incredible speed incredible athleticism that's great for a lot of what we've talked about throughout the offseason how the slot cornerback position is now about verticality almost more than being able to go horizontal the Wes Welker types that you would think about like an Adam Humphreys now you're seeing guys like Julio Jones Devontae Adams and Adam Thielen Stephon Diggs a Tyreek Hill for example go into the slot and become a vertical slot threat from inside the slot. So from that perspective, Adoree Jackson has the speed to actually do that, the athleticism to keep up with some of those guys that are being put into the slot. In 2019, Adoree had some major matchups with certain guys in the slot. We saw him take on Tyree Kill in week 10 against the Chiefs uh, in the slot quite a bit, but really he was just following Tyree Kill at certain points and times during the game, and they would put Tyree Kill in the slot, and Adoree lost some, and he won some. Pretty incredible uh, game for Adoree Jackson, in my opinion, despite Tyreek Hill having a decent day. I thought Adoree did pretty good in his matchup against him. He got matched up directly with a Cole Beasley, who's a traditional type of slot receiver against Buffalo, and I thought he did a fantastic job for the most part there. He had plenty of opportunities in the slot uh, against Atlanta and Denver. A lot of those were based on formation, the Offense was motioning a tight end or a running back out to the outside, and Adoree was on the wide receiver inside, or it was a bunch formation, and Adoree slid inside to take his matchup. Whether it be him matching up with a specific player, or it be based on the formation that the offense was giving the Titans defense, Adoree did spend some time in the slot, and he has 
quick feet. Now, when he gets in trouble is when he bites too early. Some double moves close to the line of scrimmage could get him off balance, but he has such good recovery speed that he was able to get back a lot of the times and be able to take his man out of the play or make a pass breakup. So right now, the duh option for me is a Dory Jackson. And so you know, on my Twitter account, at Tic Tac Titans, on Tuesday for a Tic Tac Tuesday, I'm going to be releasing a film study on the Titans slot position and who could fill that role, specifically taking a look at Adoree Jackson and Amani Hooker for their experience in the slot. And this is kind of a preview to that. So make sure you're following me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans so you can check that out when I release it early on Tuesday. But Moving into, away from Adoree Jackson, who had more opportunity than others in the slot, but still not a lot. And one thing I will mention is, with his athleticism and his ability to recover, uh, the the problem that you run into is he's not a very physical guy, which is the opposite of what the Titans had in Logan Ryan. He's not really willing. He will stick his nose in the run game, but you can just tell that he lacks a physicality that you would want from someone who's going to be involved so much in the run game. And I'll mention why that leads me to my ultimate answer at the end of the segment. But that moves us into our maybe option. And it's second-round cornerback Christian Fulton out of LSU. And the reason that he's the maybe option, people have talked about his ability in the slot, but you go back and you watch his tape from the last two years at LSU, and he did not play a lot in the slot. He was essentially just asked to be a boundary receiver for LSU and play his side of the field. In his freshman year, he played a little bit of slot here and there, but he didn't play very much at all. He only played in three games, so a lot of that experience came in practice, not actually in game for the Tigers in 2016, sat out in 2017 based on that suspension. And then, like I said, the two years that he spent as a starter at LSU, he basically only played on the boundary. So throughout the pre-draft process, he talked about his comfortability inside, and I don't expect him to say anything different because what's he going to say? He's trying to get drafted and present himself as a moldable piece to these NFL teams. And while I do believe that he has the talent to play inside, he simply does not have real tangible experience at as a starter at the college level. And because of that, in the limited offseason that we're going to see, he he is the maybe option because it makes the most sense. But like I said, when I get to my ultimate answer, it'll maybe uh, all come together. But he doesn't have a lot of experience. But what I can say is he's physical at the line of scrimmage. He's more physical than Adoree wants to be with his press coverage on the line of scrimmage, which is something that, that would help him uh, in a slot role. Also, he seems to be very adept at playing underneath zone coverage. He got a lot of his best ball plays, his best ball disruptions and interceptions, playing cover two defense, sinking into the flat, faking man coverage off a press on the line of scrimmage, sinking into a zone and undercutting a route as a player cut outside and the quarterback didn't see him. So he does have the ability to play underneath zone coverage. Obviously he can play cover three and and cover four because he's done that as an outside corner. So he's a little bit more physical than a which makes me think that maybe he would get the edge over a Dory in certain circumstances, but uh, his lack of experience there and lack of ability to be on the field and practice that in the offseason makes me curious as to how serious and viable he is in the slot. 
getting into my WTF option. And this is the person who has had the most slot experience, whether that be the NFL or college, in the past two, three seasons, and that is Amani Hooker. Amani Hooker spent time as the third safety for the Titans last year, often asked to play the deep third, which would mean he is far back in the back of the defense, the last man in the center of the field, and that allowed the Titans to bring Kenny Vaccaro to play some linebacker, also bring uh, Kevin Byard up to play more of a closer to the line of scrimmage safety role, and just open the Titans up in their dime defense, their diamond package, with six defensive backs on the field, three cornerbacks, and then Amani Hooker is the third safety. Now, I really like him in that role, so I don't want to take him away from being in that role, because that limits what the Titans can do, because now you need another safety who has the ability that Hooker does, and I don't think Dane Crookshank has that. I don't think seventh-round pick Chris Jackson is going to have that ability either. So having Christian Fulton step in as the third cornerback, leaving Adoree and Malcolm Butler, and then having those three safeties, I think is your best bet. But what the Titans could do is, the Titans played a ton of nickel last year where they didn't have Imani Hooker on the field as the third safety, just three cornerbacks, and then the two starting safeties with Vaccaro and Bayard. So the Titans could have... Amani Hooker in that slot cornerback role there, and then when they want to run their dime package, then you bring on Christian Fulton as that third corner, or Jonathan Joseph, if that happens to be the case, and then you have Amani Hooker to play that slot cornerback role, or you can bring on a third cornerback and have him be that third safety again, and it doesn't limit what you want to do in the packages that you have on defense, and the reason that I say Amani Hooker has that ability is because of how much he played slot cornerback in college. I was relatively surprised by the tape, but Amani Hooker did play a ton of slot cornerback and had some good success in college. That was one of the reasons that the Titans were high on him and traded up to get him in the 2019 draft because he displayed that versatility as a slot cornerback and a safety, but we saw him primarily used as a safety, and he was primarily a safety in college, so you had to think that the Titans wanted him in that safety role, that third safety role with hopes to groom him as that slot cornerback and take advantage of those traits that he displayed, and guess what? Maybe that's what takes place. So although I think it's more likely that an actual cornerback takes that spot, whether it be a Dory or Christian Fulton, it is an option that Imani Hooker could become even more versatile and take over that role. And that's why my answer to who should win the role is all of them. But primarily Adoree Jackson and Amani Hooker. I think Amani needs to get more slots or more snaps in the slot than he did uh, last year whatsoever. He needs to be given an opportunity there. And the reason for that is I think Amani Hooker is way more physical than Adoree. Amani Hooker actually can mirror some of that uh, action that Logan Ryan brought to the line of scrimmage. It could be a pseudo linebacker there. He's not as physical as Logan Ryan, nowhere close, but he's much more physical than Adoree Jackson or Christian Fulton, and that's why I think in some big nickel situations when the Titans don't want to take that nickel personnel off the field, even if the offense has two tight ends, I think Amani Hooker would make the most sense overall because he could play in the run game, in the run fit, better than the other two options. I think Adoree Jackson, based on matchups, some of these quick guys, some of the fastest receivers in the league, you see like a Tyreek Hill, like a Keenan Allen. You want to put Adoree Jackson on those guys in the slot, let Christian Fulton do what he was more comfortable with in college and play on the boundary most of the time. And then you can mix things up when you need Adoree on a specific matchup on the outside. Then you can let Fulton slide into the slot role 
maybe get some more experience, and by mid-season, four games into the season, Fulton can mix in a little bit more and give Adoree a little bit of a rest inside or see how how Fulton matches up. But my answer is all of them need to play in a little bit of a percentage. I think the majority of the time, it needs to be Amani Hooker, then Adoree Jackson, then Christian Fulton as he gets up to speed. But that is a lengthy preview to the Tic Tac Tuesday. Tic Tac Titans film breakdown will be putting up on the slot position on Tuesday. But we are going to move into the last installment in our Clash of the Titans series for these roster roles and look at the kicker position next. Last Clash of the Titans roster roll battle will be for the kicker position. So I talked about in our first segment how the kicker competition will be between Tucker McCann, the undrafted free agent out of Missouri, and the incumbent Greg Joseph. And whoever loses that battle makes sense to be the 81st man that gets cut and helps the Titans trim that roster down to 80. It just makes a ton of sense that the Titans will have that kicker competition decided by August the 16th and can cut that kicker that loses the competition pretty quickly. But I think that there's a little bit of a dark horse option, the WTF option, and it probably will come as no surprise to you guys if we have mentioned this name, I have mentioned this name, throughout the offseason and as we've gotten closer to training camp, but let's dive right in to our duh option, and duh, it's Greg Joseph. Greg Joseph played in 16 total games in his NFL career, of course, his first 14 in 2018 with the Cleveland Browns, 17 for 20. On his field goals, 25 for 29 on his extra points. Came to Tennessee, played in the last two games of the season, went 9 for 9 on his extra points, 6 for 11 on his touchback opportunities on kickoffs, and then was 9 for 9 on extra points in his three games in the playoffs, including his only field goal make for the Titans against the Chiefs. So you look at Greg Joseph, he obviously impressed in his opportunity last year with the Titans. Like I mentioned, he's the incumbent. He's the one who is the favorite at this moment in time, the duh option. But Greg Joseph is still relatively unproven in the NFL, and it can't be taken as any crazy surprise if he did not win the this job throughout the battle in training camp. Move into our maybe option, and obviously, you have to look at Tucker McCann. Like I said, the undrafted free agent, he survived the initial cuts, which was somewhat of a surprise. To me, you would think the other positions are a little bit more important to get a look at, but it does make sense how the Titans have it set now with 81 people, as I mentioned what the plan probably is earlier, but you look at Tucker McCann, and he was relatively unimpressive in his college career, quite frankly, at least on NFL standards, was 61 for 84 on his field goal attempts, 72.6 average there, 175 out of the 186 extra points he kicked were makes. One thing that is interesting, though, is he did have 68 punts his final year in college for 2,940 total yards. He played in 49 games in college, so he was consistent there, always healthy. So I think that added addition of him having some punting ability may be something that the Titans are considering. You know, what if Brett Kern goes down with COVID? What if Greg Joseph 
comes down with COVID or gets injured in a regular football way, now you have somebody on the roster who can replace both of them. So that added versatility maybe is interesting to the Titans front office. Then we're going to move into the WTF option. And as I've mentioned throughout the offseason, looking at a veteran like Steven Gostowski, career with the Patriots, has had an excellent career, three Super Bowls, I do believe two Pro Bowls for Goskowski, 204 games in his career, has made 374 of his 428 field goal attempts, 653 of his 664 extra points, but he did only play in 14 games last season due to injury, so is he healthy? The Titans would have to figure that out first, but he did make seven of his eight field goals last season. The Patriots kind of worked around what he was doing as a kicker, though. He only made 11 of his 15 extra points in those games, so he was clearly affected by his injury, but the Titans could consider him and look to bring in a veteran if he turns out to be healthy and the Titans can get him to see one of their doctors at their actual facility. So that's something to take into account. At this point, the obvious answer looks to be Greg Joseph. That's who I expect to win the role, but there are some options available for the Titans as they head into training camp officially tomorrow. So this episode is coming out late on Monday night based on the film study I was doing. I'm going to have that film breakdown out for you guys tomorrow along with part one of our roster prediction. So the Titans are eventually going to have to cut the roster down to 53. I am going to talk about who I think officially makes the roster after training camp is over. A little prediction before we kick off. I'm going to do the offense on Tuesday and then do the defense on Wednesday. So that first part will be out tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning as well. So if you guys did not catch today's episode because it came out in the evening, I'll have a double trouble for you guys on Tuesday morning for kicking off Titans training camp officially. Really excited for football to be back, even if we got to go through some weird protocols to start things off based on the schedule laid out by the Players Association. But ready to dive into the season. Football is back. So I will catch you guys tomorrow. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.